0: Hello and welcome to The Bite, Hope Brooklyn's weekly podcast for bite-sized spiritual thoughts to inspire you as you center your life around God's great story. Thanks so much for listening. When he came down from the mountain, great crowds followed him. And behold, a leper came to him and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. And Jesus stretched out his hand and touched him, saying, I will be clean. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And Jesus said to him, See that you say nothing to anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a proof to them. Matthew 8, verses 1-4 through I once heard a preacher tell his congregation a story of a man who walked past beggars on a road, and one after another he ignored each beggar's plea for help. When he approached the last beggar, something happened to the man. He was moved with compassion. He extended generosity to that beggar. And the other beggars heard about this. Now the preacher looking at his congregation asked them what those beggars, the one who received nothing from the man, what would they say about him? Was he good? Was he kind? And if they saw him again, what would they say to him? It seems to be a normal part of our human experience to judge or critique the actions of others because what one does more often than not reveals who a person truly is. In Christopher Nolan's Batman Begins, Bruce Wayne tells his longtime friend that there's more to him underneath, to which she responds, it's not who you are underneath, but what you do that defines you. Later on, while dressed as Batman, he repeats this line to her, revealing his true identity. Interestingly enough, though, the actions of others don't just reveal who they are. They also reveal who we are. The preacher who told the story of the man and the beggars didn't tell it to test his congregation's moral or ethic compass. He told the story to expose a condition of their hearts. How we feel about a person, though based on what we've heard, isn't always consistent with who they are. Oftentimes, we bring our experience, our traditions, and our biases into our interpretation of events. And it doesn't matter who the individual is, whether it's the man from the story, Bruce Wayne, or Jesus. At this point in Matthew's gospel, we've transitioned from discourse back to narrative. The writer is bringing us back to the story of Jesus, a story that is often characterized by miracles. Growing up in the charismatic Pentecostal tradition, this text was often cited as a proof text for the commonly held belief that it's always God's will to heal. This belief has been one of great contention. While on the one hand, there are texts like these that seem to promote this kind of thinking, there are others that seem to say the opposite. And camps have been set up on both sides to argue for one over the other. Now, there is much that can be said about this tension, too much for me to address now. But I want us to consider something that oftentimes gets swept up into the debate, which I feel should be taken into greater consideration. What does Matthew's gospel mean to communicate to us about Jesus through his encounter with the leprous man? A simple reading of the text can be that the writer of Matthew's Gospel wants us to know that Jesus heals those who come to him. This is true. And if this is the only thing you read in Matthew's Gospel, you do well to walk away knowing this. But when you consider Matthew's Gospel as a whole, it seems odd that the writer would use such a specific encounter to describe something so general. Especially when you consider how the writer includes summary statements like this one at the end of chapter 4, So his fame spread throughout all Syria, and they brought him all the sick, those afflicted with various diseases and pains, those oppressed by demons, those having seizures and paralytics, and he healed them. Knowing this, there must be more to this choice encounter with the leprous man. Maybe the writer wants us to consider the specifics, the specific disease, the specific individual, the specific conversation they have. It wouldn't be incorrect to assume that this leprous man heard of Jesus' fame, that he heard how he healed those afflicted with various diseases, and that having heard this, he approached Jesus in good faith, that he too would be healed. So then maybe Matthew's gospel wants us to know that we need to have faith when we come to Jesus. And this too is true. The writers of the New Testament believed and encouraged this. Consider the writer of the book of Hebrews and what he says in chapter 11. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. A man knew Jesus as the one who healed all who came to him. And he had faith in Jesus to heal him. Why make such a strange request? Why ask Jesus that if he wills, he can make him clean? Although it is true that Jesus healed those who came to him. And it is true that coming to Jesus is an act of faith. There's something that the leper didn't know about Jesus from what he had heard. Something that would change the narrative of who Jesus was, were it not true. Is Jesus kind? After the preacher asked his congregation those questions about the man and the beggar, he proceeded to address something that is oftentimes offensive to our modern sensibilities. A hard truth that's oftentimes hard to swallow, and we hate to acknowledge it. The man owes nothing to the beggars. Neither beggars nor his congregation can lay claim to what this man had in his pocket. If he gives to all or none, no one can say that he's being good or bad. But what the beggars and his congregants truly want from the man, as the preacher reveals, is that he be kind. So it is with Jesus. Jesus, as we read in the Gospel of Matthew, is one who performs miracles, not because he has to, but because he has compassion. And it's because he has compassion that we come to him in faith. The Apostle Paul said it best in chapter 2 of his letter to the Romans when he wrote that it is God's kindness that leads us to repentance. Jesus' story is not a story about power, but a story about kindness. And if he is kind to others, he can be kind to us. The preacher ends his story about the man and the beggars by saying that having heard of the man's kindness to the last beggar, all the other beggars upon seeing that man would surely approach him. They'd heard of his kindness. They knew him to have compassion and having had compassion on another, he could have compassion on them. His kindness would draw them to him. We come to Jesus because of his kindness. We know he has compassion. As we draw near to him, He draws near to us, and we experience his kindness firsthand. This is the story as told in the Gospel of Matthew. Is Jesus kind? Yes. Will he be kind to me? Yes. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Bite. To find out more about the mission and ministry of Hope Brooklyn, and to subscribe to our other podcasts and lots more, visit us online at www.hopebrooklyn.org.